Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You are listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. Are we on the internet? Hey, Brian. I wonder what the twins are doing tonight. Ooh, it is their birthday. What do you think they're doing? You think they're uh, getting, uh, you know, playing laser tag? What do you do on your birthday? They're young, you know, they're younger than they look. I'd love to play laser tag. Laser tag. That sounds fun. Laser tag's probably not as much fun as an adult, right? We were talking about this the other day. It's really, really fun if everyone else is super young, because then yeah. you can just smack <laughs> them around. Hey, it's fun when you can hit the kids. Them. Yeah, yeah. It's fun when they let you. Well, if you just like hold the front of their armor and then just hold the laser gun to the front and they just keep shooting it every time it comes back and they can't get away because you actually outweigh them by like two times. And then tickets keep popping out of their backpack yeah, and then you take the them. Time. And yeah. You're like, whatever. Yeah. You'll get here one day, man. Yeah. I earned this. You go get a big like Optimus <laughs> Prime. Matt, Matt's seen some shit on the laser tag field. Oh, yeah. let's not even go into that. Yeah, well, mm. well, we got time. No. We got time. No, we don't. We have an intro to do. An intro? Brian, you have, you're supposed to do an intro. Tonight, the Mighty Nine chase their foe into the barbed fields, encounter terrifying creatures, and speak with the dead. Not much happened, but we'll break down what did with my guests, Allison Jaffe and Matthew Mercer. My Hi goodness. Guys. A Hello. stacked couch tonight. All that and more tonight. We're stacked. On Talks Machina. I meant stacked. Second, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get there. Mm-hmm. This episode, is it really Max? Is what this says true? My friends, this episode is sponsored by our friends and supporters of everything critical role, the Rook and the Raven. Rook and the Raven! Makers of handcrafted disc uh, bound gaming notebooks, which we've shown off on the show so many times, mm-hmm. specifically awesome designed show. for DD and other role playing games. Yeah, you. They have the unique little disc binding with the, uh, you, you can easily add, remove pages, add to it. You mm-hmm. can get the expansion packs and make it as we use them in our home game right now. I decided I'm going to use them in our staff game as well because I have a very, I have, a, I have one as well and I was like, ooh, that would be perfect. How's for... that staff game going? It's good. Has anyone uh, perished yet? No, not yet, but we probably will soon. Okay. I would not be surprised. Hey, Max, mm-hmm. you playing that game? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, go check out all of the Rook and the Raven's amazing <laughs> stuff and support these critters right now at therookandtheraven.com. I'm gonna go above the lower third, Zach, okay? Just because I don't want you to take it down. Careful. I'm gonna be careful. You saw me stretch don't, earlier. Don't gleam the cube. Therookandtheraven.com slash <laughs> critical role. We got a good team here, man. We got some professional people. And for a limited time, use the code CRITROLL when you check out and get $10 off your order. It's pretty slick, actually. This stuff's not even that expensive. They're letting people have $10 off. I gotta make some phone calls. They're giving this stuff away. You're worried, aren't you? We have some other announcements. This mm. one's a doozy. Mm-hmm. Next Monday, June 3rd, we have a very special one-off episode of Between the Sheets with our very own Ashley Johnson. Yeah. We finally found the tape. We finally saved up enough money to fly her out here. (laughs) To to pay her time. We literally had to shoot it before a Critical Role episode because, 
even though she's home right now on the break. Sadly, did you hear her television show is having its last season next year? It's so sad. So it's a real bummer, man. I read that. I read it in the it. trades. But yeah, we filmed it. It's delightful. She hates talking about herself, but I was able to flirt and to do what I do and to get all the good stuff out of her, you know? It's gonna be great. That's gonna be at 7 p.m. Pacific this coming Monday, June 3rd on our Twitch channel. Also, we're already deep in the weeds on season three of Between the Sheets, and it's gonna return in August, and we're switching up the format a little bit. It's gonna be monthly, instead of doing a season and then taking a bunch of months off, and then we're just gonna drop one every month. You get it Between the Sheets, boom. Like like The Punisher or Spider-Man, one a month. Exactly. Just like that. (laughs) Who do you think I learned it from? We are exactly like the comic industry. We are. It's true. <laughs> yes, I've often been quoted. Are my little pony one shot words I am so glad they just came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Led by our buddy Mark from High Rollers airs this Friday night, May 30. Well, it's night if you're, you know, in America. <laughs> this Friday, May 31st at 7 p.m. Pacific on our Twitch channel. I've seen it. It is a fucking delight. Good. You got Marquia, you got Ashley, you got Liam, you've got Roger Craig Smith. Smith. I, <laughs> I called him. Fucking believe the greatest day of my life was calling him and asking that. him to do My Little Pony. I said, do you want to do this My Little Pony one shot we're doing? He's like, number one, yes. Number two, what is it? <laughs> he is one of the fastest, like most clever, quick, oh, hilarious yeah. and strange people I've ever met. He's amazing, I love him. Watch Mark try to keep up with Roger Craig's. I, that's, that's the reason I'm excited for it, like honestly. It's fantastic, everybody was. Yeah, Julie everybody, and Julie, well. oh Julie's so Jesus Christ, she's just like a, she's like, she's, she's my Patronus unicorn. is what she is, God she's damn it. She's an actual unicorn, she's an actual she's a magical creature. Beam of, she walks yeah. into the studio and, you know, it's like we all took mescaline. Yeah. It's like somebody cast daylight on a person. That's so true. I'm what? still cleaning glitter out of my cupboard from the last time. That'll do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> is amazing. Mm-hmm. Leopard finally getting hit on the channel for some stuff. Mm-hmm. She's she's just Everybody good brought their A-game. Everyone, everyone good, rocks good it. Everybody brought their A-game to this My Little Pony one-shot. People weren't messing around. Um, if you happen to miss the live broadcast, Tales of Equestria will be available on our YouTube channel on Sunday. <laughs> Something fun to watch over the weekend. Uh, and finally, we are headed to Denver Pop Culture Con this weekend. Are yes. you packed? Have you been no. stretching? No. Okay. We're bad at stuff. I'm hydrating. Oh no. No, oh, no, your water's we're brown. Bad at this, is, this is a bad start. We're this bad at very- Yep. We've always been bad adults. I've always so. been bad adults, but now. You taught I, me how to be a bad adult, to be thank fair. Thank you. I tried. You did. You did well. Cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah. And that's the rest of the show, gang. <laughs> Wait, give me one more cheers. Zach, get this camera off me. Give me one. Look at each other and then cheers again. We're gonna make no, look one. at each other, yeah. goddammit. Lovingly. Yeah. And. Our squeaks awake. <laughs> we have limited. Not, not enough love in your eyes for that. I wanted more love. You wanted more love? One more time? Yeah. Wanted more love? One yeah. more time. Okay. Just for you, oh, just, just this is for All right, ready? Yeah. No, we just, you have to hear, you have to Give imagine. Give me anime eyes. Okay. No, we, we need some uh, Barry White in the background. All so right. just imagine that, ready? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. <laughs> See? That went places See? I was not expecting. Beautiful. Danny, thank you for suggesting a second pass. That had an arc to Not it. I flashback to like a very particular there party was... about like eight years ago. Yeah, you know? yeah. Know. You are Twists all welcome. That was, where, that was where the party started. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, we're on the internet Sorry. right that now. That was the scavenger hunt. There was a lot happening yeah, at yeah. that party. Yeah, that was, that was a good night. What I was trying to say is, we have limited photo and autograph tickets for Denver available. <laughs> at Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Continue it's been right. a long day, man. Yeah. You're telling me. I had to hang out with Travis Willingham for an hour. <laughs> DenverPopCultureCon.com. We'll see you there this weekend. We're so excited. Heck um, yeah. Denver is known for its mile highness. Uh, I will, too, be known for that this weekend. <laughs> I just... I found that I found that uh, yeah I found uh, some some interesting entries on uh, Atlas Obscura for for Denver so Ooh. yeah some fun stuff I'm excited oh really mm-hmm. yeah, should I stuff. bring a lot of should I bring a wetsuit 
I mean, like your normal con wetsuit or something? something yeah, not, new? it's not the one that I take into the ocean. Uh, then yeah, yeah, you should definitely bring that because it's it's mostly fresh water. What we're going to be yeah. uh, hitting? Bring a wetsuit, bring a dry oh, suit, and bring a bring a suit intermediary. <laughs> A, a, a moist suit? Um, yeah. A gentleman's suit? A humid suit. A damp suit. There you go. Oh, Without oh. further ado, <laughs> let us discuss episode 64 of Critical Role Campaign 2 A Damp Suit. <laughs> <laughs> A dangerous cake. Max says you guys were talking too much and we have to rush the rest of the show. Sorry. 12 yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Max. We have some crit rolls. St- that seemed really sincere. <laughs> we have some crit <laughs> roll stats <laughs> from our friends at Crit Roll Stats. We love you so much. Thank you for keeping track of the phrase, the end of the day, which was used 11 times in this episode. Oh. Uh, the end of the day? The end of the day. What was it trying to talk about? It's probably me know. trying to explain things and being interrupted by Sam Regal repeatedly. Oh boy. You also, also kept it's singing it. Singing it too. That's true. It was the people were singing. At the end of the day. Um, that's nothing gets by them. You guys are too good. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> eyes everywhere, right? Five things were invented canon in this episode <laughs> the phrase, Ravioli? don't shoot the messenger, the mm-hmm. phrase, don't beat a dead horse, the phrase, par for the course, the game of golf. <laughs> yeah, ravioli. Ravioli. That was my favorite. Was the, was inventing ravioli. Yeah. That good just luck, perfectly explains a Critical Role episode. Those five things. Yep. Uh, Laura held Jester's astonished look for fifteen seconds. Same, Laura. Same, Laura. Same. Between the core series and official one shots, Critical Role has now aired over eight hundred hours. Whoa! Fuck. It's time we stop now. This is Apparently. it. Apparently, I don't this think I've done end. anything for 800 hours other than You've this. Played this, point. Oral. this is the only thing I've done for 800 solid hours. 800 <laughs> hours? That's pretty crazy. Between the core series and the official one shots, 800 hours? Are you guys getting paid for this? I haven't seen a goddamn. Uh, somewhere Dick Wolf is hemorrhaging and he doesn't know why. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's Dick like, Wolf. What? what's happening? He's like, hold on a second. Uh, Someone is passing my. Uh, These Dick are their Wolf. stories. <laughs> For the young people out there who don't know who Dick Wolf is, don't bother. Don't, don't bother. Don't, don't even bother him. It's going to be the most boring Google. It's going to be the unless most boring unless you turn safety Google. search off. Matt, the first question uh, for tonight. <laughs> no. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Carry on. This is what happens when we have a day off before this. We had the day off yesterday. We're being silly. I, I well. Do not make me bring my new puppy in here. I worked all day yesterday. Anyway. He's not here. He's at home. I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't make that threat. He's going to be on the show soon, but right now he can't sit still for five seconds. He's also a bear. He's also a bear. He's 30 pounds already. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. That's a lot of dog, man. It's a lot of dog. Yeah. Thinking about someone being bigger than Henry is crazy, right? Yeah. Well, I have to imagine for long. I know. He likes to bite on Henry's ears. It's Cute, and Henry likes it. He's like, "Oh, let me do that," and then he's like, "Oh, dude, you're fucking huge." I'm like, "Wait, two have weeks." To put a GoPro on that. We've all been there, though. We have. Wait, put a GoPro on Matt. <laughs> First question is for you, Matt, from Kate yes, Durth. <laughs> Can you describe for us in detail just exactly how much fun it was, not only DM for Stephen Colbert, but to watch his joyful grin reflected back at you as you shared in his one shot for Red Nose Day? You both looked so happy. Speaking of moist suit, yeah. Yeah, oh. That was <laughs> well played. Well, well played. That was Quick absolutely surreal. I'm still processing it. It was crazy. I mean, we all know how long I've been joking about this and talking about it as this not possible pipe dream. It's like it's like week one of discussing putting the show Literally. possibly on the internet. Yeah, this was like a joke. and jokingly at home. Yeah, like when you have those conversations, be like, man, I bet he'd be fun to play with. Yeah, and like. And, and and there's always there's always that worry whenever you, when you have the opportunity to meet somebody you have been a fan of for that long they might turn out to be a complete asshole you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it was, it was there was an element to me wanting to make sure that it was a good experience and hoping that it would be a good experience and he was more cordial and warm and genuine than I could have ever hoped. You made and his fucking day, dude. He made my fucking day. It was amazing and like I was so nervous. You don't know if you can tell I'm like super nervous the whole way. Definitely in the beginning. But then, as soon as he began to open up and talk about his history, and then began to get into the, into the swing of it, and kind of like you know finding those old muscles and flex them again, 
then it just got this comfortable like back and forth. And, yeah. and seeing him have fun, I had fun. We kept smiling back and forth, and the play was great. And uh, and I, in the moment, I, I couldn't even really enjoy it fully because I was wanting to just make it as fun for him as yeah. possible. Uh, and it wasn't until the following day where I got to see the first real cut of it that I began giggling like a like a child in my living room. And yeah. I'm. Just thank, thank you guys for making this possible. It was absolutely surreal. So cool. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed watching a, a first generation D and D player figure out what fifth generation what like watching him learn, mm -hmm. like watching you know, like decades of history happen. Of like, yeah, I can do this now. Oh, this is yeah. how this works. Oh, mm. I'm not, gonna, and it's not all that different. No, it's, it's listen to a lot of doors. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. Funny. I listened for it. Got said it was a lot. So much fun. He was great. He was he was amazing. And I, I hope this isn't the last opportunity we have to do something with him. So, oh, but it was. If, if it is, I'd be happy because it was so much fun. I think he's got the bug again, dude. Apparently, he said, "I'm back in, man." He said, "I'm back in," and we were able to because of our insanely awesome community raise over a hundred thousand yeah, dollars for I, child poverty for Red Nose Day, which is insane. That's the thing, like that was fun and it was an experience, but the fact that we got to do that and as part of that raise so much incredible money for such an incredible charity through you guys. Dude. It's win win. It's surreal. It's and it's humbling. I'm you guys blow me away constantly and I'm I'm so excited to all the good that we have been doing and will continue to do as part of this community. It's yep. it's amazing. Yep. So cool, and your guys' cute little pictures with your red noses, yeah. my goodness. I was such a fan of, red, of the Red Nose Day charities. I used to watch them on the BBC, because I love, that's when you got all the fun Doctor Who. Uh, oh, right, 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 yeah. So I was a big fan of whatever Doctor Who did for Red Nose Day, so that was just <laughs> like, well, they, want, they want us involved, oh god, oh man, no. It's weird, right? It's crazy. <laughs> it's weird. Um, Talison, speaking of you, <laughs> Joan Marie Dudley wants to know, <laughs> Caduceus was the only one being civil with, is it Maru? Uh, Maru. Maruo. Maru. Maruo. Maru. Maruo. Don't know how to roll a, roll a vowel. You say <laughs> Maru? I say Maru. I say Maruo, because that's how Matt told me to pronounce that's it. That's fine. Does the Mighty Nine's way of interrogating bother him? Did he wish they'd talk more and threaten less? He's, he's taking, I, I mean, things are happening. Uh, uh, he's taking a very Mary Poppins uh, 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 sort of page with a lot of this, which is trying to teach through example of, see, when you are nice and polite to people, good things happen, and you get the things that you want, and everybody's satisfied, and you don't have to, you know, there's a time and place for violence, and not everyone's picking up the, 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 the point, but he's... Do you think they think will eventually? He hopes so. I know better. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's not how yeah. D and D works. I know. Um, no, he still has his chipper optimism, though. So, but I'm sure that'll, you know, what level are we at right now? Nine. Oh yeah, that's gonna go away. So. Oh, but I love Pollyanna. <laughs> he is. Yeah, I know. He is very Pollyanna. But like, there's definitely a a, a lot of. So he's a believer in civility. Good. We got one. I know. We got so, one. Somebody. <laughs> And good things happen when you're civil. I really of like. Course. I really like in the game that when, like, when you're nice and you explain yourself, things work out pretty it's well. True. Caduceus' influence on the, on the the campaign, the other characters has been fascinating. It's really fascinating, I isn't it? it? I love it. It's the whole dynamic has become so you, interesting. Well, I mean, you, and you you were so helpful in in putting that together because I was like really. I mean, that, it, it was a crazy three days, four days trying to figure out what the fuck we were gonna do. And, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and like it, like conversations with you. I don't even know if you remember talking about what what high wisdom, low intelligence looks like. No, I remember that. And like, I very specifically, it was like, you know, like at one point, I was talking about the difficulty with it, and you looked right at me, and were like, oh, "That's rough, buddy." And then just got up and was like, "Ah, oh, that's what it is. Thank you." <laughs> yeah, that was rough, buddy. <laughs> like tap tap. I'm like, ah, all right, got it. <laughs> that's when you know, dude. That's when you know. Girlfriend turned into the moon. Yeah. Yep. Girlfriend yep. turned into the moon. That's oh, rough, buddy. So good. <laughs> Is it an Avatar that's reference? Avatar reference. reference, yeah. Yeah, I you saw the movie. Osaka. It was awesome, dude. I will fight the one that, wow. Did you guys see that? I will hate I heard you. it's based on a cartoon. The next question so is for a, Matt there's Mercer. There's a 1980s cartoon museum in Denver that we can go to and hopefully. Uh, there is? Yeah. <clears> but do they reference the movie, though, in the display? Continue, please. Blue guys. The, the, not Avatar. You're thinking Thank of Avatar, you. though. These are the. This one came out after Avatar. <laughs> DJ 
<laughs> Label Klein, I don't know what the fuck this is. I, I felt Marisha try and punch you through the internet. <laughs> yeah. I keep, that's why I keep <laughs> looking that way towards the yeah. hallway, and then I just see Greg's legs. In situations like Speak With Dead, Matt, the DM has a lot of control over how forthcoming to be. What did you factor into the choice of how much to give up from the severed heads? Was it just the high quality of the Mighty Nine's deception, or did you also feel that they needed some more breadcrumbs? Uh, no, that was, when I think of those scenarios, I think one, uh, whatever it is that died, what is their relationship with the person who's asking? Mm. And the type of questions that are being asked, what do they have to lose by giving this information up? Um, if the questions being asked are things that could be detrimental to allies or whatever the fallen Family. figure was, so they're, you know, they're not going to be forthcoming with any of that information. Of course. Um, but they're also, it's also information that isn't the actual soul of the creature there, it's just information being recalled with a sense of, you know, those factors involved, and so the, the deception honestly did better than I expected. I was, yeah. I was kind of hoping to hold on to some of that information, to be perfectly honest, um, and breadcrumb that a little further, but you guys pulled together kind of a fun little plan there, and I was like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna reward that. Yeah, so. I, I had a, I had a feeling. I was I was thinking about this for. I keep covering my mouth when I do that. I was thinking about this for a while. That this was that this was a act that had been done many. Like like if you're if you're running basically what is a funeral home, mm -hmm. and you have powers and people. This is available. One of the things that occasionally had to have come up is when you have to interrogate a cadaver over some information, or like give somebody some information from somebody who's passed on. And so this is probably. The, in D&D. In D&D. Specifically, <laughs> I was specifically thinking of the Clay family, yeah. specifically as like, this is a thing that they do. So this was this was a thing he had watched happen many, many times of you put on a form, you talk to a body, and then you go talk to the, to the family and tell them what they need to know or whatever information, and this was like, I can't believe I'm going to abuse this weird thing that we normally do for, for very specific reasons, but fuck, here we are, and hmm. you know. I like that. Yeah, but, like but this was, this was definitely a, uh, I've seen this done, and I'm gonna, uh, you know, in better circumstances, so. Mm, yeah. Like this guy's got some layers, man. This Caduceus dude, I, I wanna get, I wanna focus on him a little bit, but I know, I know, we're, gonna, I know we're gonna really get there. Uh, you know, season two of Hannibal is a good take on I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> but just, just stop there. No, yeah. Stop after season two. <laughs> Matt, <clears throat> Astro Decoy wants to know, the history check, mm. that history check was a 26. How high was that DC to find out about, is it Charis? Charis. Also, <laughs> no, you don't. Also ironic, such an important place is spelled so closely to chairs. Hmm, that's interesting. Oh, I don't like that look. <laughs> one oh no, or, or, is this anything based on the Ottoman Empire? Oh, we are familiar. <laughs> 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 uh, terrible, I'm so sorry. Um, no, the, the chairs. I, I had set the DC for that to be about 27, 28. Oh, there. whatever. Uh, because it's just because of the nature of what did. it is, just above what they did. I don't want to put it at thirty because it wasn't you know near impossible, yeah, but I like I got it's you. close to there. It's 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 a very 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 hard to find thing place that has almost no knowledge about it whatsoever, and the few that do would never have crossed paths with any of the people that are in the campaign. So I figured that would be a very very high DC, and none of them would really have that information. Unless they rolled really fucking high, so I was like, we don't have right. an archaeologist in the group. We don't have a, exactly. Yeah. If it would be, you, you have a member of the Cobalt Soul, but you have a person who is, you know, expositors, an expositor. Really they, yeah, they, she wasn't like a, the most studious independent. And so, is that a background archaeologist? Can you? I mean, have? You'd probably do it with something like Sage. Mm -hmm. You would, you would, you you would have Scholar. to just kind of homebrew it a little bit and just make that their backstory. No, there are variations in some of the other like ancillary books that have come out since then that can mm -hmm. fit into that space. Ooh, as well, a, sa a sage ranger, I bet, would be an archaeologist. That's a that's a that's like a that that's actually. a good Indiana Jones yeah. or or, or uh, what's Next the character, character from the Mummy? Next yeah. character, I'm playing a sage ranger who's an archaeologist. Yeah, when yours a dies sanger. in the uh, yeah exactly in the she probably office will. game because uh, <laughs> Christina's will run you over with a. Something or other. <laughs> Talison, <laughs> Inquisited wants to know. Mm -hmm. The Caduceus we saw during the corpse interrogation was much more intense than the calm clay we usually see. Was he putting on an act, or is there a very 
different side of Caduceus that we haven't seen yet, like the one we would see around his family. Both. Family. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll say both. It, it was definitely an act because he'd he'd seen this done before, and was trying to to kind of do the like you know the 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 um, college theater get up and kind of do a thing, and it just happened to work out really well. I don't know if it would have always worked out really well. His attempt to kind of like get on stage and perform for for somebody who's who's gone, um, but also yeah, there's I mean, I, I, again I like I know a few people who are pretty pretty zen in their reality and they're not always like you're, you tend to there, there are layers but yeah, but uh, who's the most zen person in the cast of Critical Role? The most zen person in the cast of Critical Role? Oh, I mean like, who's the chillest? <sighs> Ashley, maybe. Probably. Probably or Travis. Ashley, yeah. But like Travis is not very chill, but like well, Did you watch Game Ranch today? today that I, I saw some of it, you. but like but like He was screaming like he was on fire himself. Yeah, this is more of a judgment on us rather than like there's just no one chiller really is part of the problem. There isn't. And that's yeah. that's us. Well, Ashley is the closest chill we have. Yeah. Do you know what's the fucking chillest shit in the world? Ice. Cosplay of the week. Yeah, Stevie <laughs> saw. Stevie blew it. Good segue. Yeah, man. What a segue. Cosplay of the week. Look at that. Yeah, the graphics great. So good. It's so good. Someday someone's gonna make a Molly coat with the cosplay of the week logo on the back. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. It's too late. I said it now. I'll God, wear man, it. Why do you, I don't know it. why. I'm sorry. You know better. Hey, gang. Our winner for this week was sent in by Alec McLeod at. Gravite, Gravitia cosplay? Gravitia cosplay, it's gonna be on the screen. Photo by at Hope and Ashes, let's take a look. Ooh, this one's good. Yeah! Oh, I love that! So good! So good, nice wow, rig. that's awesome. I love mm. perspective, too. Yeah. Man, I'm so glad we're no, finally getting. A lot of long hair, too. I miss yeah. snow. Snow is great. Maybe if we're lucky up this weekend at Colorado. It could. It's been weird. It's a lot of detail going on there. Yeah. Congrats to you, Alec. Well done, Alec. You have Mm -hmm. won this Bolivian Rosewood tabletop tray from our friends at Wormwood Gaming. Our winner for fan art of the week will also be. Yeah. This one is especially. Look at how beautiful. It's got a lot happening in there. I also, I I'm gonna have to take this. Wait, keep yeah, because it's got the it's got the weird stripe, the tiger stripe going through it. It's great. Let's tell Bobby at Wormwood to go ahead and send Alec a different one because this one's gonna, oh guys, this one's gonna come home with me. Smell that while I prepare this question for my next victim, oh, which nice. is, you know what sucks? Yeah, that's really nice. It smells Isn't good. Isn't that beautiful? It's really nice. Yeah. Man, box huffers, nice. right here. Box, box sniffers? Box huffers. Box huffers? Box huffers. Don't go. Worm- Steve, Google it before the kids do. Please don't. <laughs> oh no. Damn it. Um, don't give me that look. Nothing I said okay, nothing. I said anymore. nothing wrong. Every week, during either fan art of the week or uh, co- cosplay of the week, or what used to be gift of the week, the iPad just restarts first for no reason, <laughs> and then I stall while I look up this question for Matt from Loopty Dude. <laughs> yes, that's a really good stall. It's well not done. an iPad. It's a generic tablet. Mm-hmm. If it was an iPad, it'd work perfectly. Was it a surprise that the Mighty Nine would accept taking a path through the barbed fields as easily as they did, or was it pretty much a given that they were going to? I was a little surprised by it. There wasn't much of a debate about it. It just kind of happened. I I probably lean on Travis a lot for that, for just being the instigator that he is at times. There, yeah, there was going to be a debate, and then Travis happened, and we're like, nope, never mind. This yeah. is. There's a whole, you know, it's a longer journey, it's a safer journey. There are a couple other possible encounters that could happen along that path, but they went. Let's just, let's just drive right through the middle of the scary place. I'm like, all right. Assume for me, if you will, his <laughs> motivations in doing that. It's Travis. He's he's a he's always a big believer in in the worst possible scenario. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love it. Is yeah, it no, he is he is very much a, a believer in. But like, I was I was I was expecting there to be like resistance from you guys when he did that. I was like, oh, Travis. But no, seriously. I thought about and it. And everyone went cool. I was like, all right. Yeah, I thought about all it. All right, like, nah, we're, we're going. Let's, let's go right through the middle of a fucking bar field. I kind of want to see Why this not? shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy thing about Travis in this campaign and Ford oh. is that he is both an agent of chaos and an agent of order. He's it did, better like, than being an agent weird. of chaos. I, I think that's, <sighs> a, well, Travis is, yeah. Yeah. 
But I think, but I think that's also part of, well, of Ford's journey. Is if Ford's trying to figure out which he is, mm-hmm. like a, that, a lot of his, he's a whole character who's been struggling with just identity since the very beginning, and I think that's part of his journey too. Is figuring out like, like what it is, what kind of force he wants to be on the world around him. Yeah, and he's swung both ways as far as like being a completely destructive, chaotic force to trying to be a leader to trying to be force for good. And I don't know where he's going. Mm-hmm. I'm real interested to see. Me too, man. Mysterious. <laughs> Talison, Zachary Powell wants to know your yeah. thoughts on the groups, or Ford's more specifically, excitement to travel to the bar fields. A desecrated spot like that would definitely rub Caduceus the wrong way, right? He wanted to see it, I will admit. I, there was there was the moment of like, and he's also, yeah, Caduceus had a, had a, had a weird uh, near-death experience that's kind of left him a little nutty. I don't want to say nutty, that's not right, that's not nice. It's a, he, I'm not gonna say he's making the best, he's not in the, in the headspace to be making the best decisions right now. I got you. Uh, but um, he was kinda, there's something about this whole place that bothers him on an intrinsic level and he feels very much like he wants to get a better sense of the place. And so he had a moment of like, that seems dangerous, that's, you know, we're gonna have to see this eventually, fuck it, let's just, Let's roll through and through and see what this is, because we need to get a, a sense of the territory. I like that about him, versus, oh, this seems weird or dangerous. I'm getting out of uh, here. It doesn't matter if it's weird or dangerous. We're on a, we're on a. Uh, he wants to understand it. We're also, we're on a, a mission from the goddess, and yeah. so everything we do is right. It's very true. This is Blues Brothers, though. It is. We're on a mission from Gad. mission from Gad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so he's. Where my glasses reference was going. Yeah, he's, he's, he's having a hard time, f- like, his risk assessment is a little off right now. Is what That's I'll what say. happens when you get exploded by an ally. It is. It is. To be I mean, fair, I'll never forget the look on Sam's face. <laughs> oh my god. That was uh, a great night. That was a great night that will live forever. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's rare that we get. Time. It's rare that we get one of those those moments where you've really got him. You know, like Sam he's, especially. He's, Sam. Yeah. Sam's, he knows. Like Sam's quicker than anyone gives him credit for. Like he's a, he's a strategist, though he plays the fool. And when he, it's rare to see him completely thrown off his game like that. Wait, who doesn't give him credit for being quick? You're saying that anyone gives him credit for it? Well, some people do on the internet. I do. He's a comedic genius. Right, but he played, but he, but he acts like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing all the time. Yeah, but that's his, that's his pull. You know how I like act like a edge lord douchebag, but then when the cameras are off, I'm like, hey guys, you know. <laughs> Can't agree with that. I think the only thing the cameras make you quieter. I haven't really figured out that they do anything else. <laughs> Is there a way we can just always have like a I'm camera on? Oh no, no! All right. I, 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 laugh, I laugh at the truth. It's been a while since I broke you. I was hoping not, not quite. Okay, not quite. I can wait. I'm a patient man. Man, I, I love you guys. I love you too, buddy. Love you, man. I can dish it out and I can take it. I just end up crying. Man. Because uh, it's so true and it, it hits so <laughs> close to home. Because it hits home. You know, it's not even close to home, it's home. I'm so yeah. distracted by the amount of denim you're wearing right now that I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, yeah giving some love to my Canadian friends, you know, except Quebec. I wear uh, <laughs> the old Canadian tuxedo. Steve's not from Quebec. You said Canadian friends. Except Quebec. He loves it. Quebec are my people. I'm trying to get to the questions, everyone. Yes, please. Matt Solar NL wants to know. Yes, the, please. The sorrow sworn, did I say that right? Yes. We're, damn it. We're truly terrifying this episode. When you create encounters with some of the stranger creatures, what do you focus on to make these creatures feel as weird and as t- terrifying as they are? Oh, man. That was so much fun. Yeah, that'll be. Um, sorrow sworn in particular are just a fascinating creature because their their design is inherently based in Emotions. They are they are creatures that represent different negative emotions, and that kind of ties to their their you know Shadowfell lineage and 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 their essence. And so that's already a great basis to go off of. Yeah. Um, but then it's looking at their abilities, looking at their history, and then for me, I just love doing creature noises and coming up with weird physical quirks and things to to, to really drive home uh, moments that I want to feel like a horror film, you know, or things yeah. that, that that can you know play on players. Uh, who aren't expecting that type of, of scenario, like Travis. And Travis is just such a great sounding board anyway, but like, I knew it was probably gonna get Travis, I didn't know I was gonna get as much of the tables I did with it. Um, and a lot of that also ended up being improvised, the whole like like rushed movement, you know, that just kind of came out in the moment. But a lot of that is just thinking about the creature and what freaks it out, you know, what freaks you out about it, 
and then taking those little pieces and leaning into them when you have the opportunity to uh, to introduce them to the party. Not yeah, you basically either. made a jump scare with dead. just your voice. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting to have that big a reaction. It was so, so great. I walked away from that battle very proud. Please do it more like, often. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not undead, Cyrus Warren. Mm. That was a lot of fun. That was a good. Well, you're still. Just still a lot of barbed fields to go through. So oh you're, man, uh, I'm really into it. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Oh, um, tell us some good times. T. Good Mandy times. the second. You have explained how Cad views the differences between the living and the dead, but how does he view otherworldly or twisted creatures like you just fought? Oh man, he. Explained. I haven't had time to even process that. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I don't. I don't think he has really thought about it. And I. And I'm curious to. I. I'm curious to see how that's going to play out in his in his brain. I don't really. Uh, he was pretty confused <laughs> through a lot of that fight. Um, he, he didn't really get frightened. He didn't really have like a grotesque, uh, like the grotesque effect didn't really like hit him where he lives, and he's used to seeing some weird stuff. But it was, I, he was mostly unnerved that these were not the undead. That this was something else. That was mm-hmm. really, really unnerving to him. That this is now something he can't see and that he's not really prepared for was kind of. Um, was a lot, and then and then having having a, a Caleb go unconscious was a, was definitely a bit of a, a of a fright. Yeah, uh, and having to to bolt him back to back to life pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's his AC at? It's like eleven. Wait, wait Travis? I mean? No, no, Caleb. Caleb. Oh, Caleb. Caleb. Uh, yeah, I think it's. Might 13. be twelve now with the ring. With the He's ring, it's twelve, and, unless you cast Mage Armor, which goes up to fifteen, I think. Okay. Yeah, so. <clears throat> Yasha's still a, like a hearty 11. Yasha's uh, at 14, though. N- no, Yasha's like, her AC is like 11. Her AC is I'm low. I'm pretty sure it's 14, because it's, it's for barbarians, it's dex plus constitution. Yeah, her, not her, wearing her, hers is like, is like 14 or something yeah, like okay. that. It's, it's not plus, crazy She has low. plus two dex and plus two cons, so I think she's at a 14. Well, she might be at a 14. I'm just but she also hasn't been around for when you guys got a lot of upgrades and mm. stuff. And, yeah. Uh, Things might just be. That's going to change. I don't know if you guys heard, but it's the it's next season of her show is going to be the final one. True. I mean, it's, it's all I asked for for Christmas. Same. <laughs> for four years. <laughs> no, I, I, you know. No. It's a no. spot <laughs> Great team, yeah. great people the involved. The show is parody. The show is wonderful. The we just yeah, miss Ashley. Yeah. Uh, Carno Lesbian has a question for Matt to change mm-hmm. the subject quickly before NBC calls me. How is it getting, uh, <laughs> how is it getting to flesh out Jorhas? They don't know what Twitch is. Which is a very <laughs> different region than what we've seen before. When building a culture of largely monster races, how do you work to make it feel distinct while avoiding cliches and stereotypes? This is a really good deal. That's a great question. A lot of it was was studying the existence of monster races and a lot of like D and D lore, mythological lore, and, and wanting to to just do the best I can to steer clear of falling into those pits, but not not completely pull them out of their history and where they come from. You know, there there's, there's still there is a uh, there are some creatures that might exist in that space, like in Taldora. You know, there are still a dark elf society that falls you know, that, that worships Loth, but have been driven crazy. Um, but for this particular for Jorahas, I wanted to to reinvent a lot of those elements and and just develop a society that would be unexpected. But and and that that process, that beginning process, was then me going, okay, well, how would they function together? What would happen if they weren't tethered to these, you know, demon lords and other yeah. entities that seem to drive them to this chaos? And then it began to just breed into, uh, you know, interrupt. Clans, nomadic clans, and then you know people that live off the land that probably warred amongst themselves, and then some were unified via, you know, uh, clan unions, and then especially under the guidance of those who wished or chose to join with the dynasty, mm-hmm. you know, what tensions would arise because of that, but also what benefits to each side would enable that to to happen. Um, a lot of it was just was trying to understand what's problematic about some of these creatures and how they're presented in some types of games. Um, try to avoid that, and then develop enough independently of these cultures and how they would exist outside of that realm, and then kind of watch what happens naturally. You know, I, it's kind of a cool thing with world building. People who've done some world building with their own campaign will understand that <coughs> when you when you build independent sections of the world to a certain extent, 
and then kind of as a thought experiment, think, what happens if they were to come together? Mm, it kind yeah. of begins to write itself. Yeah. Um, just making logical thoughts, like, well, it makes makes sense that they would do this, and these people would do this, and this would cause this problem, and these people might help that with that problem. And it's just, it's kind of like a like a programmer that develops a uh, a, a system, and then just puts in a few variables and says what happens. Yeah. And you get to watch it unfold. Yeah. It's a similar thought experiment when you're when you're world building like that. So. Uh, for me, it was it was building up all these little separate individual elements of Jorhas, and then seeing what would happen as they came together, and then it kind of wrote its own history. And uh, it was a lot. It was a really fun, very different experience than anything else that I've I've, I've written. And uh, damn, I, I love Jorhas and, yeah. and the dynasty mm -hmm. and everything about it. I'm 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 excited. You guys got there sooner than I expected, I'm so really I definitely had to like it. crank the gas a bit on, yeah. on I'm fleshing out some of that world building. But uh, um, but I, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Were we even supposed? I say supposed to. I know this. There's is no supposed to. There's but no was... supposed to. Were you surprised that we got that we got the, the dodeca, or were you? Was that was that something? Did you have a plan for that? That 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 you got it. You mean that we managed to obtain the the the, yeah, the dodeca? I knew it was a possibility. Okay, that's why. Um, which is why you guys lost it. Like it was it was a thing where it was, you know, depending on on if you just stayed out of this and like ran, it would it wouldn't have happened, but if you had enough curiosity, which I knew as players you might. You'd probably try and find out what's going on, and you know, went to the sewers, and where oh, you inter intersected with this this Korean soldier, and then there was a conflict with them, which you could have killed him and taken it. You kept him alive and let him leave with it, and I was like, all right, well, it's gone. But then you decided to, you know, I was like showing you, well, it's kind of kind of showing you the the consequences of what you did. Now you see the the you know the crowns guard taking it. So there you go, you fucked up. Now they have it. Uh, <laughs> I can't really say fucked up, but it just meant that it would have returned no, to it. No, of course. Had, but, I, I mean, I was laughing just because yeah. of how cute it was. But, but, but you yeah. know what I mean. Oh, yeah. and, and, but then you guys are like, all right, we're going to hatch a plan to try and get it back. I'm like, all right, let's see how this works out. And you did. So, like, yeah. you know, I, I try and create things where I, I have ideas on what you might do. Um, and sometimes you do it, sometimes you completely subvert my expectations. I, I feel like we haven't screamed pub crawl in a while, which is probably for the. Uh, you know, you at haven't. Some point, <laughs> yeah, at some point that'll happen you again. You haven't. You haven't done a, a Rosona. Pub crawl. Pub, pub crawl and Rosona would be fun. Yeah. I don't know if this is a pub crawl. I'm certainly not the player that's going to yell it because this is not this is not what Clay's about. But that's true. Tea house crawl. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Juice crawl. Juice crawl. There Juice you go. Crawl. Juice there you crawl. Go. We're going for smoothies. <laughs> Tea crawl. It's smoothie time. That was basically what happened at Ren, at Ren Fair. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm a. I'm a much. Uh, I, I. I'm. I'm very quiet. I don't. I don't. I don't imbibe the way I used to anymore. That's very true. Did you guys get smoothies at Renfair? We did. I got it. We got smoothies. I'm I got so a strawberry jealous. apple smoothie. It was great. I got locked in the security office. Yeah. Yeah. I helped with that. <laughs> oh, so that call did go through. Yeah. God. I told. I told you I could pull it off. Excellent. He's got connections. I know people. I'm beginning to suspect my betters were involved in this. <laughs> Talison Costumer Delight wants to know. Hello, Costumer. You had a very visible reaction to Laura when she went into the Overcrow in disguise and used her Vexalia voice. What was going through your head? Did that inspire your Percy-like diplomacy with <laughs> Nero in the Percy-like diplomacy. I was nice and I made no threats. But there has to be a connection, Talison. But Talison, it was I definitely, definitely if something Percy. happens, it has to flavor every element of your character choice. Technically, uh, no, it was a... Uh, I was not expecting that voice. It had been a while, and I'm also part of me was like, "What? What part of Jester is being channeled right now?" Yeah. Holy! She's learning from I, Ford's. Discussion. I was having a moment of like, so. "Who are you?" Yeah, I haven't been thinking. Yeah, I definitely had a moment of I have not been paying enough attention apparently because I don't know what the fuck this is. Um, oh yeah. no! <laughs> I know. Who have was... I gotten involved with? It's good to hear that voice, though. I know, yeah. I missed it. It's good for the soul. So it's good for the soul. Mm. Do you know what else is good for the soul, guys? Fan, fan, art. fan art of the fan week. Art. Yes! Well, I knew it. You stepped on my life. Fan I art did. Of the week. Yeah, I did. Woo! Happy birthday, Art Dad! Happy birthday, Art Dad. Oh, who's the goodest boys? That's the goodest boys. Oh, our yeah. dad and Vex Mama. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. This week's fan art winner for mm. Campaign 2 Episode 64 was sent in by Sunset Dragon at underscore Sunset Dragon underscore. Let's take a look. This is cute. This is so, you guys. Oh, I didn't see this! That's adorable. Oh. Let's look at Eric. Oh, oh there's lollipops and donuts in the wings with oh, little moons. It's so cute. Oh my well, god. Jester Moth is adorable. Jester Moth is amazing. I mean, they're oh, both the adorable. Is still there. I know. Oh man. Oh, Eric. Oh, Eric. <laughs> you pretty bee. 
Ah, oh, that's so cute. He died doing Good. what he loved. Being a bee. Being <laughs> slapped against someone's neck. What? <laughs> okay. Thank you to everyone who submitted. Congrats to you, Sunset Dragon. You have also won this. Not this one, because I gotta take this home, unfortunately. But a Bolivian Rosewood Tabletop Trade. You can enter our weekly contest. Now this is important because it's changed. You can enter by visiting critroll.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. Slash submit. Mm-hmm. For uh, rules for our contest are available at critroll.com. Thank you to, to Wormwood for again sponsoring fan art and cosplay of the week, which is oh, so yeah. cool of them to do. So good both our winners every week are getting week. a badass gift. So glad we got that up and running. Me That's too. good. Me too. Yeah. It's going to be going for a very long time because there is a lot of fucking oh God, insanely so good cosplay so out there. So submissions and it, it nearly Oof. broke me. And the mm. gallery, yeah. the gallery is amazing. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, don't get me started mm-hmm. with shit. Talson, <laughs> yeah. Megan, Hannah wants to know, mm-hmm. after the Mighty Ninth thoroughly humiliated the foreman of the mine, Caduceus yeah. said that was the meanest thing he'd ever done to someone not related to him. Can you share any stories of the pranks Clay has pulled on his siblings? <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> I suppose this would not be uncanonical if I will say that one of the things that I thought about when I was thinking of the sorts of terrible things that not I would do to my siblings because I've done terrible things to my siblings, Hmm. but I am also the eldest in my family and he is not the eldest in his, and so the power dynamic's a little different. Um, I would like to imagine that at one point in a a fit of anger at his sister, um, he and a couple of the other of the siblings very, very quietly over several hours in the middle of the night, slowly uh, lifted them in their bed by the mattress, carried them on the mattress while sleeping very slowly out of the house and placed them in one of the trees surrounding the the, the temple Damn, and let them wake up. up in a tree. That's pretty slow. Did they would like fall down and get hurt? When I would imagine <clears throat> they probably either fell out of the tree or, or Screamed. Had a bit of a panic attack yeah. waking up in a tree. Cure wounds, <laughs> first level. We're all cl- I mean, like, we're not all cleric, never mind. But, like, there's clerics there. You know. There's clerics there. There's a few. Whatever. It's going to be fine. <laughs> what a cool sibling. Be awesome. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> You're terrible. I also, also definitely left a single scar across the face to remember them by. Oh my God, Other that's terrible. Just no, God, no. Oh, goodness. At what age did you do <laughs> this? Just kidding. No, no. Boy, my thoughts on him is really changed. Yeah, I know. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story. He was, he was, he was, he was in a, yeah, he was terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Matt. Turns out he's a psychopath. <laughs> I know, we saw, bam, hey. man, the, the other week Marisha reveals she's the big bad. Now Talison's going on about, this is crazy. Um, we got a lot of scoops. Did that happen? Man, I'm so glad I don't watch yeah, the show. Yeah, don't watch the show. Here. No. <laughs> Robert Elstob wants to know for Matthew. Robert, Marshall. yes. Robert. With the unexpected <laughs> shift to Jorhas, have you found it difficult coming up with new creatures to make encounters interesting? Not really, because yeah. if I can't find anything in the book that works, I'll just make something up. You know, I yeah, you do have a little workshop out there where you well, that's one. Of the, I mean, well, you know, you can proxy minis for it, of course, which I, which I do often because you'll notice not all the minis are available or I have them, but. Um, yeah, like what, one of the fun things about this game is, is if it's not in the book, you can just go ahead and create it you yourself. Used, you used to make some crazy ass minis back in the day. For so I'm, I won't. I, I used won't, to, to kit bash. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to mention anything you kit bashed in case you end up using it for this. But like, there was some stuff you made, and I think you know the thing I'm talking about. With I do. The, yeah, yeah. That fucked me up, man. That was crazy. I don't, that, that wouldn't fit in this. I made, a th- not? I made a thing called a Dragon Engine once yeah. in an older, older campaign. Fuck. Um, <laughs> that was it. Was it was designed to be essentially an engine that built a disease that turned all dragons in this world slowly into crystal. Shit. And 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 in this one campaign, <clears throat> the dragons themselves, their existence was what kind of held all the different planes together. Like they they, they were not like good or bad. Their no. their essence magically held all of the the planes together. And so the more dragons died, the more. The planes began to like bleed over, and the elemental chaos began to break Chunks into the of world. Did that come from the dollar store, if I recall? Because like there were the, yeah, like, that yeah. Thing... I cut up a bunch of things, and, and it was like a it's like a fleshy doll head that yeah. had like all this. Uh. I covered with with hot glue to make it look all weird and yeah. malformed, and then like cut up a bunch of dragon pieces and gave it like wings in odd places, and then painted it to look. It like had like tentacle bits and like it, or not. Yeah. It had like the weird yeah like and there was the giant weird and head it, and, 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 and 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 it. I, my inspiration for it, and for those that don't know, there's a game, uh, the Dark, the Dark Stalker series, uh-huh. 
Um, in one of the one of the Dark Souls games, they had a, a level, well, like one of the boss levels, called Fetus of God. That was like this giant, horrible, like God fetus in the background that would Aww. like at the end of the. At the, at the end of a fight, would like waken and scream this like earth-shattering scream. It was messed up. A big inspiration for the design sure. for this, but it had like it had like an umbilical tether off of it. That was uh. that during the fight would whip around <laughs> and players had to avoid it or be knocked no. off. And it was really messed up. Yeah, did that to them. I mean, like, that yeah, thing was be in the map. that thing was so intense. And like finding out that you just fucking made it out of ninety-nine cent store bullshit was so irritating. You, know, you find some Mark cool stuff in ninety-nine cent store to glue together and make strange so things. It was it was wow. it looked legit though. We were like, what catalog did you find this thing out of? And you're like. Four dollars. No. Well, like honestly, if you get some hot glue, you can make veins on things really easy. And then when you paint it, you just put like a little bit of blue on it against like a red or purple backdrop, and it looks like a skinless, you know, surface. There's a lot of cool, cheap, super inexpensive tricks to make really messed up looking minis. This thing was night fuel. Fun fight too. It was fun to fight. It was a fun fight. Yeah, it was good. Nobody from our home game watches the show regularly. Pat and I kit bashed a Leshen for this, like, because we have nine Ooh. fucking players. Yeah, yeah. And we wanted a big, so we got this Witcher, we got this, like, Witcher mm-hmm. statue, and then we've been, like, just, but it's Are getting you gonna ridiculous. Are going to use that for the fight? Yeah, I'll show it to you. <gasps> that's going to be so cool. cool! I'll tweet it after we, I tweet it after we kill a couple of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to like, see it. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. uh Skydar Studios, considering his goal to save his, is to save his home, Caduceus mm-hmm. seemed eager to move into the Jor, ho- the Jor house, yeah, and start long-term living plans. Does he see this place as a fallback home in case he's unable to complete his goal, or is he simply taking a minute to bloom where one is planted? He, he was, I mean, like, he had that conversation with everybody. That was the, are we staying here, or are we not? Because if we're staying here, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get comfy with that. But if we're not, I'm I, and like he's, he's aware that this is not that this is that this is not about movement. If that makes sense, yeah. That he is on a quest, and if part of that quest is staying in one place for a while, then that's what he's supposed to do. It's it's it's, he's not measuring his his success via distance. Um, he is waiting for the next sign of what to do, and the sign at that moment was stay put. So he is he is doing his best to do what he feel is nece- feels is necessary to solve this very weird mystery. And if we're staying put, that means that the mystery is involved with something nearby, which is why he's so interested in what's around and what's happening in this place. Hmm. Is that he feels it is very likely connected. Yeah. Or at the very least, something that is there is going to lead him to what he needs to see next. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's mm. it's not about it's not about he, he's not while there are places he needs to get to it's not about getting there that's not going to be what solves the problem. Yeah. And he knows that. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Matt, uh, yes. this question is about Caleb. It's from Dickamon. Oh, I never know. Dickamon, what's up, buddy? Liam posed this question last week. Yes. Was Dunamancy something that would have always been a part of the plot or was it an aspect from Caleb's backstory that you decided to incorporate into the overall story? No, uh, it had pressure. nothing to do with Caleb's backstory. It was something that came to me on my honeymoon before he had made Caleb as a character. Oh, shit. Like, uh, when I was developing uh, the Korean dynasty uh, and Dunamancy, a lot of that a lot of that inspiration just came on me and from on our honeymoon. Such a typical honeymoon. I know, he told me. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, if I had a nickel. My uncle had the same shit. See, there you go. See, yep. as long as we were in the same boat. Um, so yeah, it, was, it wasn't tailored for Caleb. It just happened to be when he, when, Caleb's story was brought to me, I was like, oh, well, that might be an interesting tether whenever that, if ever that connection comes across, you know, as part of the narrative. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm still still kind of reading what Liam's plans are with Caleb and all that. People underestimate coincidence, man. There's so much coincidence There's that so feels- There's so much coincidence! <laughs> that feels intentional, but I know for a fact isn't. It's yeah. really bizarre. Like there'll be things where people like I'll see on the on the Reddit or, or stuff. People be like, oh, I can see the connections here and there. And every now and then I'll see like, okay, you no, know, wow, someone picked up on those themes. Those are intentional. Mm-hmm. But I'd say like sixty to seventy percent of the time, I'm like, holy shit, you're right. That's crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> coincidence. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just sometimes serendipity <clears throat> works in your favor, and that's part of once again part of the magic of the improvised narrative of role playing mm-hmm. games is you all stumble through the space and trying you just you're all reactive and finding the story as it comes. Um, when things do fit, it feels magical, but that's also just kind of what happens when no one knows what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. that does connect feels like it was it was destiny. It was meant to be. Yes, yes. yes. Just all like the number nine. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, Tallison, mm-hmm. Dan Sagers wants to know where does Caduceus stand in the Empire's Jorhas War? Does he even care? 
on the on the what? The, the war. There's an empire. Oh, the, he is not a part of either of. I mean, like he he's not from either of these places. This is a foreign war. Yeah. That he has fucking nothing to do with. Um, at best, he doesn't really like the empire because he kind of they get a lot of the scraps of that, and so it's kind of shitty. But like. I mean, he doesn't, I, God, I don't think he has the intelligence to really form an opinion on it beyond, I don't like whatever's happening and that I see in front of me. Like, like he's very big on like whatever's happening in front of me, I either approve or disapprove of. So a, anything more complex than that politically is just kind of very hard for him to grasp. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't, he has no opinion one way or the other between the two of them, they are, they're both, they're both two foreign countries in a in a fighting war that he has absolutely no um, stake in or understanding of. I mean, yeah, he's just they're they're both just they're both utterly foreign to him. I suppose mm. would be the yeah. Is there anybody else who's not? I mean, like, there's really not that many Empire kids. The more I think about it, like officially, no, because we have uh, Ford and Chester are both Menagerie Coast, and uh, uh, I mean, we have yeah, not Caleb and and oh, Bo yeah. are the only real. Yeah. Citizens of somewhere. Yeah. And, well, yeah, well, I guess. I guess technically, and, 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 and Yasha, Yasha was Jorhas, but she wasn't part of the dynasty no. either. She was out in the uh, Iothia, you know, Moorlands. So the only ones that have any real connection are both Beauregard and Caleb, only because they have actual connections to that society. You know, not yeah. had more of a, a rural. Not politically invested. Yeah, this is lifestyle. this is this is a foreign war between two countries, only one of which he's ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he's, point. he's not really thinking of it that way. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just like that guy looks hurt. That's kind of as far as he. He's very big on what's in front of him. Hmm. What if what's west of Westeros is Wildmount? Just I kidding, because Ford could kick everybody's ass. What's west of Westeros is UCLA. She went to college. She went to California. Went to college. That's she what happened. Did it'd be great. Ari, it's, it's Ari literally come into our world. The spinoff is a college show. It's just just that like would I'm, go, be I'm going fucking sick. I'm going to like I'm going to. It would be called Daria, and it would be spelled D-A-R. Get because remember Daria. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good. That's good. That'd be great. One for the '90s kids. There. All right, come and join join the narrative in the world. Is that the name of the show, Greg? We'd have a better ending. Yeah, Matt. Yes. Seduces Clay has a question for you. Got my favorite. <laughs> Greatest screen name of all time behind yeah. Arsqueef and Pullout King and Ario Teabaggin. Mr. Steal Your Vegetables. Was Shikaste's current whereabouts something you made up on the spot? <laughs> or do you have a rough idea where all the old guest characters are at any given time? No, I made that up on the spot. I had no idea that, that Shikaste was going to come up in any of that. And I was like, I was like, oh. Okay, um, where would he be? And so it was a series of just quick, <laughs> quick, rational decisions in my brain of like where he would probably be based on the things he was trying to accomplish. And yeah, I, I completely made I up. I want to end every episode now with like, like a flash. I wonder what Shakas is doing right now. <laughs> Have everyone look up. <laughs> just, uh, just, you know, playing Overwatch or something. I don't know. What yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, what would Shakas's main be? Um,. I don't know. I do nothing. I know this is really. Yeah. yeah. I feel I got an idea. Oh, you Sorry. think so? Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's good that you got it out. You got it one here. Shat itself. Yeah. <laughs> I shat myself. I Sorry. <laughs> I get one. No. Nope. Just one. When are we getting a McCree short? Last year. Just kidding. It made me cry so many times. <laughs> All of them make me cry. God damn it. They're good. They're good. Diva yeah. one's so good, mm-hmm. dude. Reinhardt though, Bastion Reinhardt, made me cry too. Oh, ba- oh no, sorry. Bash is my favorite because it's the most Miyazaki esque. Mm-hmm. It is hella. I still just hella lose it every time. Do you saw John Wick three? Yeah. No, what did you think? As we saw. Uh, I assume it's just. Think, Matt? It's, I mean, like I just I I, I love John Wick. But I, I just love John Wick it. three way harder. I'm it was obsessed. great. A good day to John. The Wick. fight, the, the 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 fighting kicks up a notch. Uh, they do some good expanding lore to the world. Lore is so John um, it's really yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, good. Not non-binary character, like a major yeah, character. Absolutely. Uh, and they do an amazing job. Uh, John, the Wicker. actor who plays him, and yeah, it's it's just a great film. I loved it. It's just like I really like the John Wick. Fun as fuck, dude. It's right, so I'm good. Out of the house yet? Yeah, Keanu Reeves is. 
he's he's I'm, I'm pretty sure he's just he's not going to pass away. He's going to he's going to just move he's on gonna to transcend us. Yeah. He'll transcend us. I want him I to lead us one day. He's, he's the he's the other eternal being that was once Elvis. It's just like this next iteration. Oh, you think he came back as Keanu? Let's I check do. let's check the years. I think Keanu went back and was Elvis. Mm. I think that's actually that's some Kingdom Hearts time travel story oh, shit right there. Oh, that is some Kingdom yeah. Hearts story right there. <laughs> I mean, it can happen. Well, it's all the Notable time we boy. have for tonight. <laughs> Brian David Gilbert. I'm so Apple. good. <laughs> Something you should yell before uh-huh. CR starts. Mm-hmm. I would like to thank Matt and Talison for joining us tonight. That thank took you, balls. Thank that took fucking balls to come on this show after what you guys did Thursday. <laughs> Episode 65. Gotta do something now. Now I'm gonna get you something to think about tonight. Episode 65 is this week. Can you believe it? It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool, man. We are so close. Four more. Four four more, more. and then what happens after four more? I'm so excited. I don't even think we can do talks after that one. What happens in four episodes? I don't know what happens. Then we then we get to 69. Episodes of Critical Role Campaign Two. Oh, oh, nice. nice. I feel like I feel like. <laughs> I, I, Fuck. <laughs> oh god. That was beautiful. We've been doing this shit too long, I man. I Danny, did we answer all the good questions? Yeah. <laughs> Please don't forget to love each other. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, it's almost Thursday. It's almost Thursday. Stay turn responsibly. Turn uh, responsibly. Yeah. Creepy in a crime. Neither is D and D. Brian's, Brian's sign off takes twenty minutes now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait till you see my rap sheet. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tox Machina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Critical Role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time.